The Innovative Personality Policymaking and Experimentation in an Authoritarian Bureaucracy A paper by Riza Hazmath, Jessica Teets, and Orion A. Lewis Section 1 Introduction Although policymakers may desire to change policy, this process often involves incremental experimentation, whereby a new policy is tested before being adopted more broadly. This is often the case since achieving policy change is difficult, but nevertheless a worthwhile venture since it may solve governance problems by allowing policymakers to create focused policies to tackle persistent problems. This is especially beneficial for states deciding between different models of social services, transitioning the economy, or bringing in voices and perspectives traditionally not represented in policymaking. While much of the literature on policy experimentation is based on the study of Western electoral democracies, scholars have increasingly researched this topic in authoritarian states such as China. Most studies analyzing policy experimentation in authoritarian regimes have a tendency to look at the behavior of the bureaucratic state as the primary actor without factoring in other actors such as private businesses and civil society organizations in this process, and thus mostly focus on the role of officials in promoting policy experiments. These studies generally examine the structural context of local officials and draw upon Max Weber's seminal work looking at how lower-level bureaucrats are risk-averse rule followers rather than policy innovators or problem solvers. In authoritarian environments such as China, local policy experimentation is thus commonly explained by the preferences and directives of central-level officials. Policy experimentation in China can arguably account for the disastrous Maoist policies in 1950s to 1970s that reorganized the economy at a macro level and the ineffective policies on education and social welfare. At the same time, policy experimentation can be directly linked to some of the remarkable successes in the contemporary era such as lifting over half a billion individuals out of extreme poverty and improving the material livelihood of the vast majority of the nation's citizenry in the past four decades. This was specifically achieved by what scholars suggest is a China model of development policy embracing central bureaucratic-led experimental policies ranging from population control via the now-defunct one-child policy to restrictions on human mobility via the HUCO system, household registration, to macro-structural market reforms from 1978 onwards. Despite the dominant explanation of central-level directives supporting policy innovation, we also see cases where local Chinese officials experiment with policy even when directed not to do so by central officials. This is a puzzle because an authoritarian bureaucracy with strong top-down control mechanisms and incentive structures to encourage central-level directive compliance should not foster this behavior. We suggest that this empirical outcome can best be explained by drawing upon recent theoretical developments advocating for analytical attention 
away from solely the structural perspective, dominant in analyses of authoritarian regimes, or an agency perspective, dominant in analyses of democratic regimes, in isolation, to an analysis rooted in the interactions between structure and agency. Our study thus explores how policy experimentation in an authoritarian bureaucracy such as China can best be understood as an outcome of the interplay between structure, the bureaucratic institutional environment, and agency, individual level personality attributes. Leveraging a new data set from a series of original surveys with local policymakers in China conducted between 2016 and 2018, we analyzed the population ecology of policymakers within the authoritarian bureaucracy. We first discerned baseline personalities using our sample and operationalized three distinct personality types, authoritarian, consultative, and entrepreneurial. We hypothesize that there is a particular individual personality that will innovate irrespective of central government preferences. Using our personality typology, we examine the characteristics of local officials who respond that they will continue to innovate under conditions of increasing institutional risk, such as the one being experienced under President Xi Jinping, characterized by less local experimentation and more top-level policy design. We find that the authoritarian personality follows central directives, but that the consolidative and entrepreneurial officials continue to experiment with policy, although at reduced levels. Risk, as predicted by studies of bureaucracies, does reduce innovation, but not uniformly. This variation in willingness to experiment with policy, even under conditions of increasing risk, is best explained by understanding the interaction between the structure in which local officials are embedded and individual level personality attributes. Based on our findings, we contend that studies of policy innovation must focus more on how selection mechanisms, whether elections or authoritarian promotion systems, interact with the personalities of policymakers, namely the sources of policy learning and authority perceived to matter most. This suggests that most research should use an evolutionary framework. Section 2. Theoretical Framework Policy Innovation We define policy innovation as the introduction and application within a role, group, or organization of ideas, processes, products, or procedures new to the relevant unit of adoption designed to significantly benefit the individual, the group, organization, or wider society. As Brown and Osborne further elaborate, there can also be a differentiation between incremental and continuous change, developmental change, and change that has a transformational or discontinuous form, innovative change. Policy innovation effectively invites a new qualitative variance in relationships, behavior, and or governing procedures to execute a particular policy. The process of policy experimentation might introduce or test either of these forms of innovation, but through a slower process of using the effects of the policy change in one geographical area to advocate for broader change. In China, these concepts are often used interchangeably by local officials 
and as such, we do not differentiate between continuous or discontinuous policy change in the surveys versus consultative governance. China is commonly perceived as an authoritarian state with a hierarchical top-down policy making from the center. It is premised on the view that a single actor, the government, holds and wields ultimate power and control, either tacitly or overtly, including in the form of corporatist arrangements, whereby the state manages and controls all sectors of society. Following the turn toward informational models into the general comparative authoritarianism literature, scholars have advanced the consultative governance approach to policymaking which draws attention to a complex and diverse multi-actor web of networks, processes, and actors who are critical to providing information for optimal policymaking. These actors may include those from the market and civil society sectors, such as private businesses and non-governmental organizations, and consult with government officials, mostly at the local level, to provide societal information leading to better governance under authoritarianism. The consultative governance approach does not dispute, however, that government officials are the primary policy makers, but does note an increasing tendency to consult with societal actors and to include them in policy formulation and experimentation. Although the large-scale bureaucracy governing local officials in China does not appear conducive to policy innovation, using a Weberian logic, we have witnessed high levels of policy experimentation at the subnational level in the contemporary era, albeit at a declining rate, ranging from village and township level elections to targeted social welfare entitlements for vulnerable populations. This is commonly explained in two ways. The risk is offset by the encouragement of central officials who use local experimentation to advance policy change nationally or the risk is acceptable since a certain area is currently ungovernable. In both cases, risk is reduced so that local officials are willing to innovate. The underlying motivation for these explanations is that local officials are motivated by career promotion incentives to satisfy higher level officials or effectively govern their region and score highly on the cadre evaluation system. Either a high score or the annual evaluation or the active sponsorship of higher-level patrons, then secures promotion. These explanations would expect local policy innovation to stop if central officials no longer reward it. Psychological Profiles of Government Policy Entrepreneurs Borrowing from management and entrepreneurship literature, the assumption is that the psychological profile of the individual who is undertaking a policy experimentation is one who is confident slash proactive. In other words, have a high degree of self-efficacy and is a risk taker. Further, the inherent motivation for policy innovation is the hope of cultivating improved organizational performance. This holds true irrespective if this is a Weberian bureaucracy or whether we are operating within a Western democratic or authoritarian government structure. In the context of policy innovation in China, individual-level attributes can be discerned to provide a baseline understanding of the extent to which local officials vary in their personalities, policy preferences, 
and decision-making style, and how that impacts preferences for policy experimentation. Establishing the existence and the extent of variation in personalities, preferences, and decision-making style is the first step in understanding the complexity of policymaking at the individual level and how it interacts with structural factors that have long been dominant in our understanding of contemporary China. In structuring questions about individual willingness to innovate, we must also look at how individual preferences interact with the structural mechanisms outlined in the literature. In evolutionary terms, selection mechanisms refer to anything that narrow the scope of variation within the system. In political institutions, selection mechanisms generally refer to rewards or punishments. For example, the cadre evaluation system. We posit that the influence of the selection mechanisms is moderated by individuals' risk tolerance and feelings of personal efficacy, or what we call policy entrepreneurship in this study. This means that officials with high entrepreneurship may perceive the benefits of successful policy experimentation to be higher and those punishing failure to be lower. While officials with lower risk tolerance and lower personal efficacy perceive the same set of incentives in the opposite direction. If this is true, then we should expect to see distinct patterns in the interrelationships between the influence of top-down selection and individual entrepreneurship. Overall, we argue this type of framework can better inform empirical information on the variation in local agent preferences and allows for more robust analysis of the interaction between these preferences and the incentive structure facing policy entrepreneurs. To wit, inside Weber's Iron Cage, variations in individual preferences interact with structural incentives to create variations in willingness to experiment with policy, even under conditions of increasing institutional risk. Section 3, Methodology. Data Collection. Between 2016 and 2018, we surveyed over 900 local government officials, querying their willingness to conduct policy experimentation. Given the difficulties of collecting this type of individual-level data in China, due to political sensitivities and the current institutional environment at large, we collaborated with partners in Beijing and Zhejiang, and mainly collected data from local officials who participated in the cadre training programs. This effectively means that while the survey is not a full representative sample of all local officials in China, a review of basic demographic variables with respect to position, region, gender, and age shows significant variation in terms of these key control variables. Our sample covers participants from eight different provinces throughout China, representing a range of developmental and socio-political subnational environments. Our data is not evenly distributed across all of these provinces. 35% of our sample comes from the Shadong province, 20% come from Gadong, and 15% from the Hebei province. The remaining five provinces, Anhai, Gansu, Hubei, Yunnan, and Sejong, individually account for between 5 to 10% of our total sample, respectively. This means our sample is skewed towards the more developed parts of China. 
Nevertheless, the remaining five provinces represent a heterogeneous range of developmental and socio-political subnational environments, and in general, serve to counterbalance the data from the more developed regions. In sum, we are confident that the sample allows us to make general inferences about a large subsection of local officials throughout China. All surveyed officials generally operate under the same structural conditions and incentives inside China's authoritarian bureaucracy, and we examine individual variation through questions about risk tolerance, solving local governance problems, and the importance of the cadre evaluation system on their willingness to conduct policy innovation. Analytical Strategy Following our theoretical framework, we first operationalize three distinct personality types, authoritarian, consultative, and entrepreneurial. The authoritarian personality is based on the classic Weberian hierarchical rule taker. That is, they generally share a hierarchical orientation with government as the central actor, with power and control infused in this top-down fashion. The consultative personality seeks social input and cooperation from government and society at large in policymaking. In other words, they generally seek to utilize complex multi-actor networks and processes in the policy formulation and decision-making process. The entrepreneurial is individually confident, displaying a high degree of self-efficacy, and has a higher willingness to take risk. We then utilize a principal component methodology to evaluate the extent to which local officials in China vary in their personalities, preferences, and decision-making style. If the prevailing assumptions hold, then we expect to see robust variation across personality types, even under conditions of strong authoritarian bureaucratic structural pressures. Finally, we conduct a series of ordered logic models to look at the interrelationships between individual level personality and bureaucratic structural factors. Section four, findings and discussion. Personality types. We present the results of our maximum observation model using a principal component methodology. Our analysis centers on components that meet a minimum ICAN value of one, a reasonable threshold for measuring the centrality of the constituent factors in each component. We restrict the variable list results to three components or personality types that meet this minimum level of centrality. The results demonstrate clear sorting around authoritarian and consultative policy-making preferences and highlight the interaction of individual-level characteristics with particular types of decision-making styles. As to be expected, the first component labeled the authoritarian cadre has a significant and positive factor for all measures of authoritarian preferences. In addition, we find positive factor loading on concerns for government legitimacy within this cohort. Indeed, government legitimacy concerns appear to be a universal concern amongst Chinese officials, which suggests that it may not be as clear an indicator of consultative policy preferences as initially hypothesized. The second component labeled the entrepreneurial cadre has a strong interaction between individual level entrepreneurship and policy making characteristics. 
the strong and positive factor loading on feelings of personal efficacy and our measures of consolidative policymaking suggests how the two may interact to drive policy innovation. Indeed, we see that entrepreneurship is distinctly negatively associated with the primary arguments in the literature, concern for career advancement and desire for protection from senior allies. This may suggest a greater degree of risk acceptance, which is considered to be a key trait of the innovative personality. Finally, for the third component labeled consultative cadre, we find large and positive factor loading on our measures of consultative policymaking and large and distinctly negative factor loading on measures focused on the state's importance in driving innovation. This reflects much greater concern for societal involvement in the policy process. Overall, these results provide strong support for the inference that there is significant variation in policy preferences amongst local officials in China, and suggest how individual level characteristics interact with broader structural selection mechanisms to drive policy innovation. Relationship between individual level personality and bureaucratic structural factors. Next, we employ a series of ordered logit models to examine the interrelationships between individual level personality and bureaucratic structural factors. The first set of models further analyzes the determinants of the authoritarian personality and accompanying preferences. Those displaying higher concerns for reward and punishment professionally were far more likely to be influenced by the approval of the regime the central government and peers. The importance of central government directives are correlated as one may expect with hierarchical concerns of the cadre evaluation system and the importance of allies further up in the bureaucracy. Older cohorts are more likely to be concerned with top-down hierarchy as well. The greater prevalence of autocratic personality types in the more fully specified max variable analysis indicates that these individuals make up a larger proportion of the sample population. Thus, they may have more of an overall impact. We find that, in general, policy entrepreneurship seems to be more closely associated with consultative types of policymaking. Here, we also receive the strongest and most robust relationships between concerns about government legitimacy vis-a-vis -a, -vis a variety of governance challenges. Consistent with expectations, many of these preferences are associated with greater societal input and a multi-stakeholder approach. This is best seen on the coefficients with respect to NGOs as a source of information. Admittedly, the dependent variables here should ideally operationalize consultative preferences based on the degree of societal input rather than government legitimacy. As we have seen, it is not clear that government legitimacy can be neatly associated with consultative preferences, since it is important for all the personality types. We find that openness to societal input is a more precise metric that should be used. Finally, we present a series of models looking at the policy entrepreneur personality and accompanying preferences. As indicated previously, we operationalize entrepreneurship along two dimensions, feelings of personal efficacy and risk tolerance. The dependent variable for each of these models is operationalized by questions looking at the importance of one's own personality or skill 
as a main factor influencing their decision to innovate. The only significant finding is that individuals voicing a personal commitment to innovation are most likely to be influenced by local governance challenges and problems. This interaction between personal efficacy and functional challenges is part of a broader pattern within the data and reveals the strong technocratic biases in Chinese policymaking. We use two questions to operationalize concerns about risk. Both questions link risk and uncertainty to policy action. As with the first set of models, there are not many explanatory factors for risk tolerance. Significant relationships lie at the intersection of individual preferences and local challenges, with a significantly positive relationship between the importance of local government challenges and risk acceptance behavior. Secondary findings point to overlap between feelings of personal efficacy and risk tolerance, which supports the literature on innovative personality. Section 5. Implications and Conclusion This study represents an initial test of individual level variation amongst government officials with respect to fundamental personality characteristics and preferences. If top-down hierarchical selection mechanisms are dominant, as much of the literature on an authoritarian policy change suggests, then we should see very little variation in how local officials think about the problem of policy innovation. If, on the other hand, there is substantial variation in how officials perceive top-down and bottom-up pressures, then an evolutionary approach would be more appropriate. The study demonstrates that individuals fundamentally vary in terms of base-level preferences, displaying distinct personalities even under conditions of strong authoritarian institutions. These personality characteristics give us insight into why certain policymakers have a penchant to innovate and others do not, regardless of acting in the same policymaking ecology. Future research should categorize individuals based on this typology in order to assess relative proportions within the policy community population. This is a logical step to identify how prevalent these different personality types are and may allow some inferences about the impact of elevated risk on policy innovation. According to seminal studies of bureaucrats, we expect local officials to be uniformly risk averse. We further expect that these more risk adverse officials will be less likely to be willing to innovate and would only do so if directly ordered. Our findings suggest that this is not necessarily the case. Although authoritarian bureaucrats face strong structural top-down institutional pressures, their risk preferences are heterogeneous, as demonstrated by our personality typology. Our findings have important implications for analyzing policy innovation, both in China and beyond. First, according to the dominant argument regarding policy experimentation in China, Local officials innovate when they think that it might accelerate promotion. Our findings suggest officials who indicate that they innovate due to the cadre evaluation system are more likely to express a willingness to innovate. Second, according to the literature on policy experimentation in China, local officials innovate to solve pro local problems that render their area ungovernable. We again find that officials who indicate that they innovate to solve local problems are more likely to express willingness to innovate. These explanations are both supported in our data 
but only explain part of the population, and thus are incomplete explanations on their own. Second, lost in the narrative in the authoritarian context is the role that the individual, the local policymaker, plays in engineering and fostering policy innovation. As Howman aptly points out in China, the cadre evaluation system, which offers promotion and punishment incentives within a tightly woven bureaucratic structure, encourages local officials to innovate in response to governance challenges and then integrate the local experiences back into a national platform. This approach allows bottom-up policy experimentation and the innovative lesson learned can provide a basis for justifying horizontal policy diffusion nationally. Even here, this scenario downplays the interactive role that individual personalities play in undertaking riskier policy innovations and erroneously elevates a controlling bureaucratic institutional structure as the main bearer for policy innovation and change. Successful innovation requires individuals and the bureaucracy to engage in positive risk-taking, which in many public service arenas in China can present significant barriers. We find that risk, as predicted by studies of bureaucracies, does reduce innovation, but not uniformly. This variation in willingness to experiment with policy, even under conditions of increasing risk, is best explained by understanding the interaction between the structure in which local officials are embedded and individual level personality attributes. Based on our findings, we contend that studies of policy innovation must adopt an evolutionary framework to focus more on how selection mechanisms, whether elections or authoritarian promotion systems, interact with the personalities of policymakers, namely the sources of policy learning and authority perceived to matter most. Yet, the overall view that policy innovation is a positive aspect to policymaking and the subsequent delivery of services may belie the difficulties associated with incorporating an individual policymaker's appetite for risk-taking within a highly centralized bureaucratic structure with strong control mechanisms. This is aptly the case in an authoritarian structure such as China, where policy experimentation has been a hallmark since the establishment of the Communist Party as the governing body. We argue it is important to understand the determinants of policy innovation in a single-party authoritarian bureaucracy, since, as seen in cases ranging from village-level elections to environmental regulations, this experimentation has the potential to reshape policies and institutions across the nation. This is an area that is vital to understanding authoritarian regime resilience and the ability to adapt to social and economic changes. While received academic wisdom suggests when there is a misalignment between an individual's incentives and bureaucratic interests, it can hinder progress towards solving complex societal problems and improve social delivery. What are the attendant consequences when an individual's appetite for policy innovation is misaligned with bureaucratic interests? This requires greater conceptual development and empirical testing in future studies, looking at the evolution of authoritarian bureaucracies such as China.